I'm not gonna raise my voice. Yes! I'm really good at basketball for a puppet. What just happened? I drank your milkshake. What's up with those shorts? It's either super good or super bad. Unreasonable Doubt, a podcast about West Virginia University basketball, starts now. Hello. From the Dyer Prime Studio in Nitro, West Virginia, this is Unreasonable Doubt, a podcast about West Virginia University basketball. I'm Josh Witt. Episode 27, Oklahoma State, Big 12 Tournament Quarterfinals. I'm not mad at that performance. Yes, your first losing streak happens at the end of the season. Does it count as a losing streak if you lose the same team two times in a row? (laughs) Here's the thing. I understand. I've got an excuse. What is heard as an excuse every time this team loses. And you don't get to make excuses in the NCAA tournament, right? You lose and you're done. And there's going to be 68 teams that make it to the NCAA tournament. 67 are going to lose. Most likely, West Virginia is going to be one of the 67 teams and not the one team that wins it all. Today, in a loss to Oklahoma State, listen. You got to have luck. You got to have, and luck is getting a bounce of the ball. Luck is uh, getting hot. Somebody, a role player, giving you points you don't expect. I mean, I'm putting that under the luck category, right? But in the course of the season, One of the biggest things that really is a luck thing is injuries and sickness. And can we all just be honest and say this season has not been the best season for luck with injuries and sickness? It's not been the worst luck season but it's definitely not been the best. And so with high expectations, to meet those expectations, one of the key things that has to happen is your team has to be healthy. And what happened today? Derek Culver is sick. He's getting an IV at halftime. He doesn't come in. He doesn't start the second half. Deuce McBride has a foot injury. Deuce Deuce McBride looked good today. Couldn't get any of his outside shots to fall. Not the best time of the year for those not to fall. He had good looks. They just didn't go down somewhere. Front front rim, some bounced around. But his game today, he, he had a pep in a step, right? But he's dealing with an injury. Derek Culver, Ivy at halftime. Taz Sherman has to be taken out in the second half. 
He's still dealing with a groin injury. It's not going away. And you can say, oh, Josh, Taz got back in and he got us back into the game. Yeah, he did. He was second half Taz. It was an amazing performance with him dealing with a groin injury. Those things are painful. Any injury is painful. Both could be true. It makes it that more amazing. And he gets a shot to get West Virginia up one late in the game. And what happens when you when all these luck things combine? The guy from Oklahoma State that killed us Saturday, he gets the ball in the wing. McNeil pushes him baseline. And Culver, who had an IV at halftime, is at the foul line, and there's no help, and he and he goes in for a layup, Oklahoma State up by one. If Derek Culver is healthy, does he play defense better? I would argue yes. Does Anderson still make that shot? Maybe. But... <laughs> That's how that's how luck manifests with this injury luck and sickness luck. And Culver was out there fighting and came back into the game and got an impressive dunk. But let's be clear, Derek Culver in parts of this game, he's standing straight up with his arms down to his side. And he and Huggins has him in there because Gabe can't stay in because of Foul trouble. He's playing Cindy Enjai. There was a Taj Thweet sighting. And I like those guys, but Huggins is not. I, I'm, I'm guessing here. Huggins is not going into that game wanting Enjai and Taj Thweet to be getting minutes. He wants Gabe and Culver to get the minutes. And one has foul trouble, and the other is needing IVs at halftime. And there's, again, no excuses from here on out. You you lose and you go home. And uh, I'm not going to make it. <laughs> I'm not going to make excuses, but we all know at this point, 27 games into the season, What's going to be on West Virginia's tombstone? The tombstone's going to read, this team was never out of a game. I mean, think about it. It's the This was the ninth loss of the season. Let's go over them. Nine losses. Gonzaga, up at halftime. Kansas, up at halftime. Oklahoma, down big at halftime. Erase the deficit, end up losing by four. Texas, up at halftime. Florida, up at halftime. Oklahoma, tied. Losing double overtime. Baylor, down slightly at halftime. Losing overtime. Oklahoma State game. At home, up by five at the half. And in the Big 12 tournament, West Virginia's up six at the half. They had an eight-point lead with like 13 minutes left. That disappears 
because Taz goes away and Oklahoma State builds a 10-point lead and Taz gets back in and single-handedly erases that lead. And really, two plays stand in my stand in my head. The one I told you about when West Virginia gets a lead under, you know, right around a minute left, and Anderson goes in without any help defense. And then the other one, and and Huggins talked about it in the post game, was that Deuce had one turnover. It was a costly turnover. It was a bounce pass that got picked off. Dunk. And West Virginia, their defense was better today than the last game. I thought they did a good job on Cunningham. But back to the tombstone. (laughs) However many losses they're going to have, and I guess they're going to have 10 losses, they were ahead in most of those games at the half. This team is not as good defensively as other Bob Huggins teams. And yet this team was never out of a game. And it's going to come down to a couple of plays and on their tombstone, it's going to say did not have luck with injuries. Oh yeah. Remember the (laughs) Isaiah Cottrell? Like just erased from the picture. Do you think he'd have been helpful today? Do you think, you know, the rise of Jalen Bridges, could could you imagine in your mind the rise of Isaiah as a freshman during this season? I can totally imagine it. And it didn't happen. And that's nobody's fault. That's just, but in the realm of, of, meeting expectations, whatever they are, or exceeding expectations, health has something to do with it. And this team has, and oh yeah, they had to take two weeks off because of a, of a COVID, uh, COVID issue. It wasn't con, it wasn't contact tracing. I don't know how many guys had, the pandemic virus, but some did. I think they, what did Huggins say? I think he had like five guys available to practice. So do with that what you will. West Virginia is going to go out of the NCAA tournament. They're not going to get blown out. I feel very confident that they're not going to get blown out. Uh, but they're probably going to lose in the NCAA tournament. And we're go- I'm going to talk into this microphone after that game and say they had some chances. <laughs> they had a shot to win this one. That's, that's, that's what the tombstone, that's a lot. That's, a, that's a lot of words on a tombstone. I'll try to make it more succinct. But you know the beats. We know the beats of this team. And what we do know 27 games in is that this team is never out of a game. And also, 
And also they haven't had they haven't had good luck. And you need luck. Whatever that is, is part of the equation. Random thoughts coming up. Dyer Prime is the lead sponsor of Unreasonable Doubt. Don't really usually get into the stock market, but have you take have you took a look at embroidery stocks? I mean, they're just going through the roof. And I know what you're asking, like, hey Josh, how do I invest in embroidery? How can I cash in on this embroidery bull market? Call the folks at Dyer Prime. They're big on embroidery. They can help you with the design, embroider it on a mask, on a t-shirt, on a sweatshirt, on a hat. Get in. I think I think the sky's the limit for embroidery. And you can invest in embroidery by contacting Dyer Prime Creative Group. 304-767-4445. Find them on Facebook or Instagram at Dyer Prime. Random thoughts for this episode of Unreasonable Doubt. You ever went into a convenience store on a tight budget? I did this week. And let me just explain the scenario here. Sometimes I don't, I'm speaking from my experience. Sometimes you walk into a convenience store without a wallet. Sometimes you just have a dollar and coins to your name. Okay. And so when you go into the convenience store with a dollar and change, what are your options? Um, you know, the one option that is always there with that kind of budget is the Little Debbie section. Little Debbie's always got like a, a 49 cent snack cake that's like 600 calories, right? It's always there for you. Sunflower seeds are always there for you. And you can you can fill up with abundance with sodium. But you can go two bags for a dollar of sunflower seeds. Uh, and you can get, you know, you can get a variety of sodiums. You can get barbecue sodium. You can get just regular sodium. You can get ranch sodium. Um, but you can just chew on sunflower seeds long time your your dollar and change is going to go from a time perspective far you can't get anything to drink <laughs> you can't go into the convenience store with a dollar and change uh and get a food and a drink it's just not happening so the other option you have is the uh, the packages of nuts, right? So protein. We live in a world where a healthy snack is some is some dried nuts. Yeah, there's some salt and stuff, but it's 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 protein, right? Peanuts and and peanuts and peanuts. 
So the peanuts, similar to the sunflower seeds, and those are nuts too, right? Isn't, isn't a sunflower seed just like a really tiny nut? But sunflower seeds and, and the peanut packages, they're running the same game. It's two for a dollar. But maybe you want to diversify your nuts, right? And snuck in there with the peanuts, and again, a variety of peanuts, the honey peanuts, the salty peanuts, the red hot peanuts, the unnatural looking green or red peanuts, like all those two for a dollar. And hanging out with those pals are cashews, an underrated nut a different flavor profile nut. And so it's right there with them. And so one would assume that the cashew package right alongside all of the peanut options, that's two for a dollar as well. Like in, like you could get peanuts and cashews run to the register with your dollar and change and you're in the clear. I get a package of honey roasted peanuts and a package of cashews walk up to the counter with my dollar and change. And by dollar and change, I mean like a a dollar and 30 cents. Confidently walk up with my two packages of nuts, ring it up. 281. Oh, so 281 if I've got my wallet, then I can just breeze through, uh, you know, put my dollar and change away and go for the plastic. I'm not bragging, but I can cover $2.80 on the card. Don't test me on how what little amount I could put on a debit card. It would blow your mind. Think low. Think less than a dollar and think more than 25 cents right in that range is a is a transaction that i've done more than one time in my life Uh, but again i've just got the dollar and change and so now i have to start a conversation with the person behind the counter of a price check And that conversation goes, hey, I thought these packages of peanuts were, uh, packages of nuts were two for a dollar. And I was corrected immediately. Peanuts are two for a dollar. Cashews are not. So now, now the options become... Uh, leave both packages of nuts on the counter and say, oh, and then I could, I could literally, I could run out of the store or I could walk calmly while inside feeling shame and, and sadness what I did was took the other walk of shame, which was, oh, well, can I just get two packages of peanuts? Of which the lady confirmed, 
And so I took the long walk, and it wasn't close to the counter. Took my package of premium cashews over to <laughs> over to the nut display, got another package of peanuts, and completed the transaction. But I wouldn't have been wrong if I would have just left hungry. Uh, has anybody ever done that before? <laughs> Just me? What would you do in that situation when you're short a buck fifty? I feel like either way it ends in shame. Especially when you've budgeted for the amount and got it wrong. Also, put the cashews in a different section. If it's a premium bag of nuts, put it with the other with the pinky up uh selection of of nut mixes and the bugles and the combos, things that you know are not a dollar. Those are high-priced items. Put them over there. Or just keep doing that. Maybe people have uh, just want the cashews and won't balk at the extra price. Whatever. Final thoughts coming up. Unreasonable Doubt is on the social media. On Instagram, at UnreasonableDoubtWV. On Twitter, at I'm Josh Witt. On Facebook, go to that search bar thing and type in Unreasonable Doubt. Do it! Interact with the show. Final thoughts for this episode of Unreasonable Doubt. Now we wait. The good news is that uh, I feel very confident, 100% confident, that West Virginia is going to have their name called on Sunday. So that is a great thing that not all teams have. Now we'll wait to see where they get seated. I checked the bracket matrix prior to the game. And the consensus right now from all the folks that do the bracket projections, West Virginia is a three seed. Below them in the bracket matrix are Kansas, Villanova, Oklahoma State, Texas. So the concern from from West Virginia's standpoint in the waiting game is that all of those teams as of this recording are still in the Big 12 tournament. So if Oklahoma State somehow beats Baylor and Kansas makes their usual run in Kansas City and uh, or Texas beats Kansas, then you have the possibility of a couple of Big 12 teams. Right now, Texas and Oklahoma State projected as a four seed to bump up to the three line and replace West Virginia Oklahoma State has a firm standing on that because they beat West Virginia two out of three. And Kansas is Kansas. So we cannot be shocked on Sunday if West Virginia falls to the four line. Which, you know, as a West Virginia fan, that's where they've been. uh, Especially in the Press Virginia era 
And the one time they were a three seed and got defeated by Stephen F. Austin. Those other Sweet 16 runs, they were in the four line or the five line. Win a couple of games, lose to a one seed. So West Virginia may be going down that path with that loss today. But the uh, the flip side of that argument, maybe Oklahoma State loses to Baylor, Texas loses tonight to Texas Tech, Kansas without McCormick lose to the winner of Texas, Texas Tech, and maybe West Virginia keeps their three seed by process of the other teams around them losing. Villanova, who was on the three line, and lost their best player, speaking of injury luck. They lost to Georgetown. Remember Georgetown? Georgetown beat Villanova today. And so they may fall out of the three line. So West Virginia may get some help. That's the other side of the argument. But until then, we just wait. And so injuries and sickness... They all get better for these college kids with time. And so West Virginia is going to have about a week to get rest, get healthy. That's the other thing. Because West Virginia did not get any tournament reps last year, I mean, none of these guys have any NCAA tournament experience. Not one of them. Do they? Did Gabe make it with Arkansas? I don't think Arkansas has been in with him on Arkansas's team. So these guys do not have tournament experience. They would have, but pandemic. So that's a wild card for how West Virginia does. I think there's still a tombstone involved here, though. And no shame in that, but let's, let's see how long we can prolong the tombstone and can we get can we get Huggins 900th win before the fall okay that's it for this episode of unreasonable doubt listen on all the platforms or just pick one apple podcast spotify overcast breaker pandora amazon music Subscribe or follow the podcast wherever you listen to it. That helps me. In theory, that helps you. Until next time, I'm Josh Witt. This has been Unreasonable Doubt, WVU for the 2020-2021 season. They have 18 wins and 9 losses.